Hey Property Insiders, I'm Mike Stenhouse. This is the Inside Property Investing Podcast and you're in the right place if you're an active or aspiring property investor looking to grow your portfolio and build a business that works for you. I'm here to help you through advice and inspiration from our own growth over the past decade and from hundreds of interviews with other investors. And I promise you those interviews are coming back to the podcast real soon. So today's episode was inspired by a masterclass that I am preparing for some of our IPI students called Personal Productivity for Property Investors. And whilst going through that preparation, I noticed that the number three was a recurring theme. I actually notice this all the time in a lot of our content and a lot of our education. There is a huge amount of power to this number from a planning perspective for businesses, for goals. So I wanted to share some of that with you in the hope that it helps you get more clarity on how to structure your own business, on how to structure your own goals and your own personal productivity for maximum results. So that's what I'm going to be sharing in today's episode. But it's also worth mentioning, we are offering tickets to this masterclass to our wider community as well. So like I said, this is part of our project management mastery uh, program we're running this masterclass for, but if you're just interested in that personal productivity aspect, or you've never been through any of our training before, and you're interested in this as a subject and as a way to understand if you if you like working with us, then um, it's, it's possibly a great option for you to join us for that, particularly if you feel like you are busy all the time, but not necessarily productive or effective or achieving the results that you want despite all of your effort and your hard work, then, like I say, this could be perfect for you. The masterclass is going to be sharing some of the systems and the processes that I apply in my day-to-day work life to ensure that I achieve the maximum results without needing to work crazy hours, without needing to work a 60-hour week. And it's from a combination of trial and error over the years in our own business and also from, I guess, one of the biggest benefits I got from my time in the corporate world, which was a real push on training and personal development to become more productive and effective, which has lasted with me for a long time, but also from P&G's point of view, my previous employer, I guess a great, you know, a great point for, for them. They they make their workforce more productive and effective and they get better results. As uh, So it's, it's kind of worked both ways. You know, it, it helped me when I was there, but it stuck with me a lot of these lessons throughout my uh, sort of self-employed career as well. So the masterclass will be focusing on long-term planning. It'll be focusing on medium-term goals and focus areas and also short-term execution. So starting with the big picture and really working down to the day-to-day execution and being as effective as possible. It's on Sunday, August 21st from 10 a.m. Tickets for that are £99 and you can find out all the details and secure a ticket at insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash productivity. Insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash productivity. But that's enough of a pitch, so we will uh, we'll switch back to today's episode where I'm going to be running through some of those key insights that I've got from the preparation for this masterclass. So let's run the intro music and I'll be back in a second. Well, thanks for joining me today. It's going to be a relatively short episode, which I guess in the interest of productivity and effectiveness is a good thing. We're going to try and cram as much as we can into the next 15 minutes or so. And as I always do when I am looking at any aspect of planning and goals in our business or helping anyone else do the same in their business, I always like to start with the big picture, begin with the end in mind. 
with our sort of longer term planning. Now, if you follow, uh, like we do the EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, I think it stands for. Um, There's a great book called Traction by Gino Wickman uh, that goes into the details of this and we more or less follow it to the letter in our own business. Uh, That suggests that you start thinking about your long-term plans on a five to 10 year time frame. But I think when you're new in business, if you're just starting out, or if you've maybe been a landlord for a while but never really thought about yourself as a property business, I sometimes think that a five to 10 year long-term plan can actually be too long, it's too distant in the future. So the first three that we are thinking about today is three years of planning. Uh, Your long-term plan is a three-year time frame. Like I say, when you are new to your property business or new to thinking about long-term plans. Now, more established businesses will typically be planning for that longer term for five to 10 years. But if you are thinking, well, you know, even six months from now, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, then start off with a three-year plan. Why does three years make so much sense? Well, Three years is long enough to make meaningful progress. Property is a slow burn, right? It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. We are not going to be doing deals in a couple of weeks. We're not going to be making sales every day. It's not like traditional businesses in that sense where we're going after you know, high-volume retail sales or anything like that. We're maybe doing one deal a year. One deal might take you 18 months or even two years from start to finish when you factor in conveyancing, planning, managing the project, refinancing, getting it tenanted. All of that stuff can take quite a lot of time. So thinking about your long-term plans for anything less than three years doesn't really give you a long enough window to make meaningful progress. But going beyond that three-year window, when you start to think about the five to 10-year time frame, particularly when you're new to thinking about long-term planning or you're new to running your business this way, five to 10 years can feel like a really long time away. And it's difficult to stay focused, to retain interest, and to actually know where you want to be five to 10 years from now, things will change. As your business starts to grow and evolve, you'll get better clarity over the first year or two in as much as the direction that you want to go in, the areas or the strategies that you want to focus on. So you might find that setting a five to 10 year plan, actually, you're going to have to revisit it a lot more frequently and change it. And it might not be relevant to you by the time you actually get closer to it. So From a a long-term planning point of view, I find that three years is really the sweet spot. It is short enough to keep you focused, to retain your interest. It feels close enough that it is tangible. You can picture what your life will look like in three years, and that is close enough to get you excited and to keep you motivated and keep you working towards those goals. It's not so long that your plans are going to change drastically in that period of time. You probably have a pretty good idea of what you want to be doing three years from now, whereas you might not know where you want to be five or 10 years from now from a time freedom point of view, a location freedom point of view, a financial freedom point of view. And it's interesting that there are three of those categories as well, but we'll come on to that in a second. So it is short enough to give you that retained interest and focus, but it is long enough to make meaningful progress. Like I was just saying, property is a slow burn. So giving yourself a one-year 
plan as a long-term goal like it's difficult to make a huge amount of progress in one year but one year but what you can do in three years is really interesting really powerful so if you don't have a long-term plan don't worry about five to ten years from now start thinking about three years now from a short-term planning point of view interestingly enough i think that three months is the perfect period of time to set a number of focuses a number of priorities for you and your business Lots of different schools of thought on this, all coming to much the same conclusion. Again, EOS talks about your quarterly planning. Uh, There's a book by Brian Moran called The 12-Week Year. And the philosophy around all of this is pretty much the same. We are often trained or taught to set one-year goals. What do you want to achieve this year? Comes into the new year you know, January 1st, New Year's resolutions or the new tax year, we sit down and say, what are we going to accomplish in our business this year? But actually, that is really ineffective. We try to focus on too many things over too long a period of time. So we say, okay, well, we want to do these 12 things this year and we've got 12 months to do it. Even if we're checking in with that one-year goal on a regular basis, two bad things happen with annual planning, which is the two main reasons that I don't like it. First of all, we get overwhelmed by trying to move towards every goal at the same time. We get overwhelmed by trying to move too many pieces on the board at the same time. It's difficult to really focus on 10 or 12 different things at the same time. And when you're faced with this list of, okay, well, these are my goals for the year and there's no breakdown in terms of prioritization and you try to move all of them a little bit, it is very difficult to make meaningful progress and we get overwhelmed by thinking we've got too much to do. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that most of us are guilty of going easy on ourselves in the first six months of the year. It's such a long time frame that we can give ourselves excuses. We can say, well, we've got loads of time to catch up. You get to the end of the first month and you haven't made the progress that you wanted. Or even, you know, you don't really know how much progress you should have made because you've probably not thought, well, how does this 12-month goal break down into month-by-month increments? So we get to the end of the first month of the second month and things that maybe aren't progressing as much as we like. But, well, we've got, we've got the rest of the year to catch up. And then we end up having a really stressful final three to six months trying to get everything done at the same time. We see it in in so many businesses. You maybe see it in your corporate life if you're still in the um, in the corporate world. Uh, you know, you get to the end of the year and there's this mad rush for sales. Or even, you know, local authorities with their budgets, they get to the end of the year and there's this mad rush to spend all the money. Otherwise, they won't get it again. Whereas if they'd had shorter term goals they probably would have distributed that money more effectively over the course of the year rather than spending it on spurious projects in the final couple of months of the year so one year as a goal setting time frame doesn't really work three months on the other hand the idea of the 12 week year or quarterly goal setting it allows us to focus on a much smaller number of things at one time so you may still think well this is the list of all the things that i want to achieve in the next 12 months But then let's break it down into what are the top two, three, four priorities for this year? I'm going to focus just on everything else can take a backseat and I'm just going to focus on these priorities for the first quarter. We actually get those things done because we've just been focusing on a small amount of tasks. And then 
we can decide on the next priorities for the next three months. And when we get to the end of quarter one, the beginning of quarter two, we review that list that we created at the start of the year and we say, okay, well, we've ticked off priorities one, two, and three. Are priorities four, five, and six still the top priorities or have things changed in our business? It gives us a chance to reset those goals as well because things change over the course of the year. And maybe by achieving one, two, and three, we realize that number four isn't important anymore. It's not relevant to the direction that our business is moving in. Or actually, eight has become a priority because something has changed in the market or an external or internal factor has developed that means that something lower down the list now becomes a priority or something higher up the list no longer is a priority. So then we can focus on the next actual priorities and again over that next quarter get them done and then refocus and reset. And the beauty of the three month time frame as well as allowing us to focus on a smaller number of priorities and actually get them done is it's a short enough time frame that we can't make excuses. We need to be on our game constantly. We can't say, oh, well, you know, we're at the end of the month and we've still got two months left. 90 days is a short period of time. Trust me, try running 90-day goal setting in your business and you will realize just how quickly 90 days passes. So after a couple of cycles, you're like, no, 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 we need to be on this every single day if we want to hit our goals by the end of the quarter. Each of those small number of quarterly goals remains at the front of our mind for the entire 90 day period we wake up and it's like yep still this quarter still just got these three things to focus on how can i push them forwards today which brings me nicely onto how many activities we should focus on at any time when we're planning our daily and our weekly priorities and again three is the magic number so When we are thinking about the number of goals or priorities in our business, there is some flexibility here because we're looking at shorter timeframes. If they're quick or easy tasks, we can maybe go as high as five priorities when we're thinking about weekly and daily priorities. And at the flip side, if it's one major task, that might be all we need to focus on at that given time. might just be one task that we need to get done today or one task that we need to focus on this week. But what we find is that if we start to go over three priorities, we find ourselves creeping into the realms of overwhelm again. Multitasking, which is never effective, and losing time to context switching by switching between multiple different tasks rather than just focusing on one thing. And there's a ton of studies being done that show that we lose up to 40% of our time. 40% of our time is wasted as a result of switching between tasks and the time it takes us to open up a new browser, get our head into the frame of mind, do the research that we needed to do. Switching tasks, context switching is one of the biggest wastes of our time and of productivity. And we can, like I say, all these studies show that you can lose up to 40% of your day just to switching priorities. So if you're constantly, if you've got too many things on your plate and you're constantly switching between these tasks, constantly multitasking, constantly getting distracted, that can be a massive time drain. And the more tasks that we try to focus on at the same time, the worse that that gets. Now, the flip side of this, though, we go too small. We have just one task that we focus on. Sometimes it's the right thing to do, but one task will rarely take up all of our time. There will be periods where we're waiting for other people to respond to us. We're waiting for something to happen, or we just need to take a little break from it. You know, sometimes we get drained if we just focus on one thing for too long and we need a bit of diversity to keep us sort of mentally uh, in the right frame of mind. So if we only have one priority, we tend to use those in-between moments where we're waiting for other people, we're waiting for something to happen 
to procrastinate or to work on less important tasks, tasks that we haven't thought through, well, which is the highest priority of these. We just do whatever is kind of next on the list or in front of us, rather than having a clear idea of what priority two and three are. So even if one task is more important than all of the others, it's still worth knowing what your second and third priorities are for those moments that you have the opportunity to work on something else. So you've got your clear top priority, but then you still know what's second and third on my list that needs to get done. So in practice, what this looks like for us is having three clear priorities for every week. We set these at the start of the week before we get wrapped up in emails and firefighting, or we set them at the end of the previous week. Once you've reviewed what you've achieved that week and you've got a good sense of what needs to be done next. And we do the same on a daily basis. We set around three priority tasks that should receive your efforts above all others. Do not get into the habit of letting email coming into your inbox dictate what you work on. Don't let phone calls dictate what your priorities are. If you're responding to emails and responding to phone calls as a priority, that is somebody else dictating your business, your activity, and your results to you. You want to work on your own priorities rather than somebody else's. So you need to focus on the three tasks that you know will push your business forward each day and then you can set some time aside for less important tasks or for responding to other people's agendas and do the same on a weekly basis as well. And then there are some other groups of three that come up in our property business. First of all, I mentioned them already, the three types of freedom that we focus on, financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, anytime we do any sort of goal setting exercise with anyone. Pretty much everything that you aspire to achieve in your life and from your business will fit into one of these three categories, time freedom, financial freedom, or location freedom. We break it down further, and there are three stages of financial freedom. There is financial security, which basically means that you've got enough passive or investment income from property or other investments to if you lost your job, if you chose to step away from your job, you could keep a roof over your head, you could keep food on the table. That's financial security. Financial independence is having enough passive or investment income to maintain your current lifestyle. And then absolute financial freedom is the, the third step where you're effectively, uh, you know, you, whatever your long-term goals are, you've achieved that through investment income. Another area where we see three as a big number in a property business are the three focus areas that we think you should be focusing on as a property business owner. So when you're trying to make that transition from buy to let landlord or investor to know I actually run a property investment business, a property development business, the three focuses we think that most people should be focusing on. Deal flow, sourcing projects, that's number one. Not necessarily in priority order, but you know, it usually comes first in the process, finding good deals. If you can find good deals, then that's where I think you should be spending uh, not a majority of your time, but certainly uh, a, a good percentage of your time. The second priority for anyone in a property business is money. How do we fund our deals? That could be um, with private finance, it could be through conventional finance, it doesn't really matter, but we need to have an understanding of things like cash flow forecasts, when we need money, how much money we need and where it's coming from. So you've got the deals in place, you've got the money in place. The third thing is managing people. I'm a big believer that we should try and step away from the low value tasks as much as possible, but usually that means that we're going to get somebody else to do it. We might delete 
some of it, but we're going to be delegating a lot of it, delegating it to employees, to virtual assistants, to contractors, uh, and to service providers. So builders, um, architects, planning consultants, solicitors, all that fun stuff. We need to be managing people. We need to become effective managers. I think as a property business owner, if you've got a handle on those three things, deals, money, and managing people, then you've got pretty much an infinite opportunity for success in front of you. So that's all I wanted to share today, really. Um, just some, uh, some, some reflections on threes, uh, the power of the number three in your property business, particularly from a, a planning and a goal setting point of view. Uh, a couple of resources if you want to dig into this in a bit more detail. I mentioned two books. The first is a book called The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. And the second is a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. Traction is a good introduction to that EOS methodology. Um, if you're interested in figuring out a bit more about how we run our business and how that can apply to you as well. So hopefully that was useful. Hopefully you got at least one tip that you can go away and apply to your own business. And as I mentioned at the start, if you are interested in becoming a more productive and effective property investor, if you are feeling busy and overwhelmed and want a bit more structure, uh, you want to achieve more without feeling like you just need to work more hours, then uh, just a quick reminder about this masterclass that is coming up on Sunday, the 21st of August, looking at another three. First of all, your long-term planning, then your medium-term goals and focus, and then finally your short-term execution to make you as productive and effective a property investor as possible so that you can achieve maximum results without needing to work those 60 hour weeks so if you're interested in that tickets are 99 pounds available from insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash productivity insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash productivity will be shouting about it on social media and in emails and everything as well so if it's easier to get the link there just keep your eyes open uh, it'd be great to see you there but i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i will talk to you soon